0: Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. I hope you're having an amazing week and I'm excited that you're taking a few minutes out of your day to spend time listening to this episode. And I appreciate all of the DMs that you send me on Instagram, letting me know that you're loving the podcast. It's what really keeps me going with this. And today I got to sit down and talk to Melo Peters, who is a content creator and founder of a multi-six-figure social media agency, she went from being ghosted by every agency she applied to to building a team of her own. Her agency, Simply Multimedia, provides and executes innovative social strategy for brands and creators while she coaches the competition, sharing best practices with her 50,000 plus Instagram followers. We chatted all things social media management, getting started, building an agency, working with a team, starting out to low pricing, using AI, all of the things. You're going to love this. So I'm going to go ahead and let you listen in. Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet-setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. Everyone, I am back with a special guest, and I'm so excited to talk to her. Mel is here, and we connected on Instagram. We both do very similar things, and we have very similar ideas on pricing and social media management, and all of the things. So I'm excited to have you. Hi, Mel. How are you? Hey, Shantae. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, I can't wait to get into this because I feel like it's going to be like a really good, juicy conversation. So if you are new to some of the listeners, can you just kind of tell them a little bit about who you are?
1: Yeah. So my name is Mill, and I own a social media agency called Simply Multimedia. I used to be a freelance social media manager and kind of scaled into an agency. We mainly work with creators and brands that are really looking to disrupt in their own industry. We're a boutique agency, a small team of about seven to 10 And yeah, that's about what we do, heavily focused on data-driven marketing and strategy.
0: Love that. Okay. So that kind of just gives us a perfect segue into like what your current business setup is. So you said you have a team and then it's you. Can you tell us just a little bit more about like that and what type of services you offer? So, yeah, we have a really a full-blown team
1: as a boutique agency. So I mainly am the strategist. I oversee the social media managers. We have someone doing engagement, community management, uh, business manager, um, and, you know, virtual assistant and little things like that. And yeah, that's kind of our setup now. And we have recently rebranded into Simply Multimedia, uh, where now we offer a more broad range of services, like in marketing itself. Of course, social media is a huge, huge part of what we offer, but also email marketing, PR, we do a lot right now, and services like those to have a bigger impact. Because as you know, social media is great, but you can have an even bigger impact if you take them off the platform and introduce different marketing channels.
0: Yes, exactly. And I'm moving in that direction as well where I'm kind of expanding so that I can help them in all the places and not just social media. So I feel like that's like a natural next step from when we first get started where we're like focused very very niche on social media. And then like as we grow and our experience grows, then we start being able to like connect the dots and offer more things and really help Change our clients' businesses. Yeah, that's so true. So, how did you get started in this? Yeah,
1: so I originally came to the US as a student athlete. That's another thing. I'm not from here, I'm from the Netherlands. And so, I studied media and advertising. I loved advertising, of course, especially then in college. It was all very traditional marketing, right? It wasn't social media and stuff like that. And I always dreamed of working for a big agency. You know, I think we all kind of have that, right? You graduate, you want to land a big job. And that definitely did not happen. So yeah, same here. Right? (laughs) Same story here. I feel like this story is so relatable. Yeah, so no no one hired me. So I hired me. So I had a background in tennis as a former D1 athlete. So I did a little bit of that, of teaching while building my business. And that's really the rest is history, you know? I love that. So how long have you been in business then? Yeah, so it's been, we're going on about five years now. Sometimes I don't count the beginning stages because it was so fresh. But I mean, that's when it really started, right? And raffling, starting to work with my first clients when I was in my last year of college
0: and stuff like that. But yeah, so about five years now. Love it. Amazing. So our our businesses are about the same age too. We just have so much in common already. <laughs> I love that. I know. <laughs> so what is your favorite thing about social media management or marketing?
1: Yeah, I would probably say the creative aspect, content creation, the opportunity. I feel like the sky is the limit. I mean, you see that too, right? How much is possible through social media. And I think that's probably my favorite part, that the sky is the limit, creating opportunity you know, both of us, we have a solid audience. And it's like, if those people showed up at your doorstep, right, it would be like, (laughs) whoa, okay, maybe not. Right. And like, yeah, we don't even leave our house necessarily to talk to people. So I think that's just so intriguing to me that that aspect.
0: What about you? Yeah, I love that too. I'm I mean, I'm an introvert, which a lot of people don't like, see that because You know, I seem very extroverted, but, like, I am here alone in my house, in my little office. Right, And, like, I'm an introvert. (laughs) Like, if all of you were here in front of me, I would be, like – sweating and like nervous and like all of the things but you know there's a screen and you're not actually here so like it's much easier (laughs) for me I don't know are you an introvert or are you an extrovert
1: so it's hard I feel like I really turned into an introvert over time I'm so similar to you like you said like I love being behind the screen like yeah I hope to not run into anyone in public (laughs) you know what I mean So like, I'm very comfortable at home. Like I'm not even that social anymore in that aspect. Like I really enjoy my peace, right? Especially because we put ourselves out there on social media. I think that's another thing to say. You know, we give people so much of us that on the weekends and when you're off, you really need to, you know, relax and kind of have your space. So I would say like maybe an ambivert, like an introverted extrovert. uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, kind of in between. That makes sense. Have you ever had someone like, That follows you on social media have you like talked to them in real life and they're like oh I liked your post or like you know I listened to this podcast or this video or whatever have you ever had that so I have had before
1: where like I would live somewhere and and that person would like I would run into someone who followed me on Instagram and like obviously that feels so awkward it doesn't have to be awkward but it's kind (laughs) of like you know like "Eh, that's that's weird or yeah I'm definitely very cautious about the fact that, you know, that can happen, and especially if our locations are out there. And for example, even putting up stories, I usually like, none of my stories are usually live unless I'm in my house. But if I'm in public, like, I wouldn't want someone to, I don't know, try to track you down on where where you are in the moment. And I mean, you know, that's a bit of privacy, I, I guess, that comes with it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Same thing. I mean, and I have two kids that, you know, go to school and stuff. So I'm always very private about like where we are and things like that. But, you know, I'll have like friends of family or, you know, just people that I know in the area who know about my business and like follow me and like all that. And then they'll be like, Oh, I listened to your podcast episode and blah 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 blah. Or, you know, I saw your post about blah 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 and I'll be like, Oh, oh gosh, and like yes. I don't know. <laughs>
1: And you know, a funny part too, is that usually like people, when you see them in person, whether it's acquaintances or, or family, and they'll be like, oh my God, I love what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea you followed me. You don't engage, yeah. right? <laughs> you just look at my stuff. Like, I feel like that's so
0: common. Yeah. <laughs> it's always weird when like the real world and then like our world with the screen, like interconnect and I just don't know yeah. what to do with myself <laughs> <laughs> right right introvert problems I guess I don't know <laughs> I know <laughs> okay so what is your least favorite thing about social media management
1: least favorite thing I would say perhaps the misconception the misconceptions in the industry or about social media management so social media management I think it's it's a lot of work and I don't mind that so but it needs to be the right client that we want to invest time in, right? It's not just a transaction of like, okay, you pay us, so we'll do the work. right? Because yeah, you're on top of that, your mental health, right? Spending so much time on these platforms for other people. So I would say like, there's a lot of misconceptions. That's probably my least favorite part, because I love to educate, but it never ends. And like, there's so many different opinions on so many topics that you know, I spend so much time and you too, like managing different profiles, different audiences that you can see patterns, you can really understand. And it's hard for some people that don't do that to understand some of those things and explain it to them. So that might be my least favorite part. Yeah. What about you? Yeah,
0: I agree. I think it's really it can be really draining to like have to constantly reeducate people, especially if they're seeing and I don't know if you've seen this, but like, You know, they're watching like Instagram gurus and it's all about, you know, we'll try this and there's this hack and there's this and this. And then you have to like go to your client and your client's like, let's try this. I saw so-and-so say it. And we're like, well, that is not going to work for you because of all of these reasons, you know, so that can get – frustrating i think yeah
1: it's like <laughs> having to defend your expertise i guess i would say in
0: that sense yeah exactly or you know it doesn't fit in the strategy or you know they're a creator that's giving us advice and it's like you know a business that has maybe not a note not so nervous yeah. like it does, it just doesn't mesh so i think having to be that go-between and also i don't know about you but you know, I'm I'm a people pleaser. I'm working on it, but you know, I like to make my clients happy and be like, you know, yes, definitely do this. So I think having to be like, no, sorry, this isn't going to work because of X, Y, and Z is also kind of difficult too.
1: Yeah, I think I've kind of I've been in a recovery phase from that. That used to be me, where I'm like, okay, if the client wants that, let's do it. Like, if it doesn't work, I'm not going to be responsible for the result. Whereas now I give a lot of pushback in terms of, hey, I don't advise that. Do you still want to go ahead? Yes or no? Like, it's not like I'm not going to do it, but I'm telling you what I advise because it kind of gives them like that light bulb effect of like, okay, I would like to move forward and go against your advice, which I hired you for, you know, but I do want to make them aware. Like, I'm happy to implement and try whatever they want to try. But, you know, we, we are the experts at the end of the day that they hire and, you know, they get we get paid to give our expertise to them versus doing what
0: they would like to do right yeah in their best interest yes and they get to make the informed decision then to either listen to us or not but like at the end of the day it is their decision we don't have all of the control it's theirs and we're just there as like helpers or like babysitters is how i like to like relate it like we're not the parent of the account; we're the babysitter. So we're there to help, but we don't have to make the final decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Well, feel free to use it. I know,
1: <laughs> great analogy. <laughs> My next discovery call.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna slide right in here and interrupt for just a moment to let you know that you are personally invited to join the Sugar Punch Community for social media managers. Inside this community, social media managers like you come together to meet and support one another, get answers to burning questions, and build a thriving social media management business. It's 100% free, plus you'll get access to exclusive trainings and resources, be invited to special events, participate in fun challenges, get added to our social media manager directory, and more. Create your free account by going to community.sugarpunchmarketing.com. I'll link it in the show notes for you. See you inside. Now back to today's episode. Is there anything you wish someone would have told you before you got started?
1: Oh, it's a tough one because there's so many things. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't even know where to start. What is something that you wish someone would have
0: told you? I love how you're turning these questions back on me because I have to think now. I would say pricing. So like, A lot of people, and I see this all the time of people like trying to convince other people to like become social media managers, where it's like, oh, you can make $10,000 in a month with just four clients. And like, then those are the expectations of, oh, I'm going to do this really fast. I'm going to make a bunch of money. It's going to be super easy. Where it takes like a couple of years to be able to charge prices like that and to be able to find clients that are going to stick around and be able to afford that and actually like not make you want to pull your hair out because that's a huge part of being a service provider like this is having good clients. Because if you don't, your business is going to fail because you're going to be burnt out or you're going to have too many clients that aren't paying enough or you know just all kinds of stuff. So I think having realistic expectations about pricing and how it takes time to build that up.
1: Right. I think that's a good one. Because the first thing I was thinking about is pricing. But the thing was, when I started out, you know, I charged nothing. But that's kind of what happens. Like you say, I had no experience. Why would someone, you know, pay me more? They were just paying me for my time. It's like a paid internship, right? I got to learn and get better while getting paid. It's a huge misconception in our industry, right? Like, yes, like people think, oh, I see that person charge, I don't know, 2K, 3K for a package. Now they want to do that too. But they're in, very different stage of their journey like you said like it's someone that's in their first or second year versus someone like us in our fifth year and i've noticed that too and teaching people and stuff like that that they think oh i need to charge my word this is what i'm worth but it takes experience right and leverage like have you built your own brand so that you have something to showcase have you built up case studies it takes so much more to actually provide your value Versus just saying, hey, this is my price tag and that's it. If you wanna pay it, pay it. If not, not. Because, yeah, that is, I think, a big misconception. In the beginning, you just have to take the shitty jobs, right? And I think for myself, maybe what I would have told myself is like, hey, really focus, focus on just social media. Because that's what I noticed in the beginning. I started to get sidetracked into almost like VA work, right? I could use some extra work and then people would ask, can you do this? Can you do that? And I kind of like went with it, but it makes it a bit harder as you transition and pivot from there on out so that now, hey, I don't do these things. I'm a social media manager or strategist, and I'm not your go-to for everything, as you know.
0: Yeah, I did that with web design, where I was like offering extra web design services. And then my clients were referring other web design projects to me. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I, this isn't what I do. So Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's so true. And and speaking of websites, I do love your website. So it's
0: actually funny you mentioned that. I did not design it. I hired it out for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Outsource the things you don't love. (laughs) Right, you're like, I'm done now. (laughs) Yeah, someone else do this for me, please. (laughs) Yeah, but I just, I agree. I think like having expensive packages, you have to be able to have the experience and the skill set to back that up. Because otherwise, you know, it's just, You're going to find a hard time. Maybe you'll be able to book them initially, but you're not going to be able to keep them around because they're not going to be like, this is worth what I'm paying. Like I'm seeing results or I'm not seeing it and I'm going to move on. So you have to be able to keep them too. And
1: that's the thing too, as you scale into an agency, right? It's different for a solopreneur versus an agency. I mean, the amount of cost we have, like I have a team to pay, you know, like there is going to be a price tag. you're not just paying for one person to do all the things, right? You're paying for experts in in every area. So that looks a lot different than a freelancer
0: saying, Hey, I'm going to do all the things right and just pay me this or that. Yeah, exactly. And you get, you'll get different types of clients too, as your business grows. Like I always worked with like really small businesses or like solopreneurs as a solopreneur. And then as I started to scale to an agency, I started working with larger and larger clients who'd been around longer. So you kind of, you know, you grow that way as well. Right. So true. I know that on Instagram, you talk a lot about like using AI and like your business and as a social media manager. And that's something that a lot of people are kind of worried about or intimidated about. So can you give me like some great tips or how you to get started in using that?
1: Right. Yeah. So I'm actually very quite passionate about it and open about it. I know it's like you either hate or love AI at this point, but I feel like it can make our work so much better. It's like having a free intern that actually knows what they're doing for the most part, right? And making our life easier and Getting our time back in certain areas, whether it's video editing, right? Having short clips and reels from long form content, including, you know, this podcast. It allows me to spend more time with my client. It allows me to strategize more, which is amazing, right? Otherwise, you know, our bandwidth just gets taken up so quickly. So, yeah, we love using AI where possible. Again, it doesn't replace us, right? but it just makes it so much more efficient. We have more time. We can do a better job at what we're already doing. So I highly recommend any social media manager, marketer, just to get your feet wet. Start playing around with it because you're going to be behind, right? Maybe now it's still so fresh, but think about one, two years down the line, what the industry will look like. The people that know how to you know, effectively use these tools are going to be ahead of those that are kind of left behind. I mean, it's similar to now, Social media versus traditional marketing, right? If you're not knowledgeable in these areas, you're gonna be left behind versus the people that are.
0: Yeah. I agree. And I think it's like a great tool to use that can save you time, can help your marketing get better, but it's not going to replace us as humans. Robots don't have that emotional intelligence or that human, you know, element that is so essential in Creating these marketing strategies. So it's something that I recommend people get on board with. I think
1: it's also so interesting how, like, you know, as a creative, it is sometimes tough. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to get this done within an hour because the creativity might not be there, right? It depends on the day. Sometimes you get it done in five minutes, other days it can take hours. So I think AI comes in handy there, like getting rid of writer's block or whatever it may be. Yeah. Just to do the heavy lifting. Because I noticed that sometimes I just generate ideas or topics on ChatGPT. And while I won't use any of them, it gives me ideas. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should go in that direction. So I feel like it's nice to have a second brain there with you. Yeah,
0: I love it. That's what I use it for, too. Or even like headlines or like hooks. And like most of the time, I don't use what ChatGPT gives me. But it does help me come up with a good one on my own. So it's like an extra little brainstorming buddy. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. So if someone like wants to get started, they haven't used it at all, where would you recommend they start?
1: Yeah, so I think starting with, okay, so let's look at some of the problems social media managers have, right? So like getting content from clients. So one of the things I would do is, so we have an AI meeting note taker, right, in every single call. And it transcribes the whole meeting and whether it's audio, text, all of it. So using maybe your monthly meetings to go over certain things, asking your client questions so that you can pull all of this for content. So I think that is a huge way that could help social media managers that stress over getting content from clients, generating custom images and stuff through AI that go with the brand, with the client especially if they fail, again, to provide content, right? Content, images. I think, yeah, so those, I think, are some great ways to start because not everyone creates long-form content. Not everyone does a brand shoot, right? All of those things. And, I mean, you could even AI photo-generate, you know, new photos for your clients, (laughs) videos, if you will. So play around with it. But I think the content aspect is huge. You're getting clever and thinking outside the box, how you can leverage that. I think is huge. Because like to give you an example for people that don't have long form content, but some of our clients that, you know, um, record some reels for us, we can transcribe the reels. And now we have a video post, carousel post, we pull quotes from that video. And so you can stretch out and maximize that content versus using one video and saying, Okay, now we need the next piece of content.
0: Mm hmm. I love that. I think it's a really smart way to go about it because our clients are busy. You know, they, They're they not here to be content creators usually. They have other stuff they're doing. So we can get the biggest bang for our buck with like longer form content and then segment that out and stretch it out as long as possible. So yeah. I agree. I think that's really smart. So do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah. So you can find me on pretty much every platform at this point, under my name,
1: Milu Peters, M-I-L-U-P-I-E-T-E-R-S-Z. And I'm sure it will be in the description of the podcast as yes. well.
0: We'll link it all in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm very active. I love to communicate with people on the DM and comments. So I'm happy to connect with everyone.
0: Yes. And definitely go pop into her DM, say hi, let her know that you listen to her on the podcast. That's where you're coming from. I'm sure you would love that, Mel. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on here. I feel like this was a really good chat and a really good kind of behind the scenes look at how we get started and how we're growing our agencies. So I loved having you on here.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me and I'll see you around.
0: Oh my gosh, love that. And she talks about using AI and social media or as a social media manager all the time over on Instagram. So definitely go on over there, give her a follow, DM her, let her know that you listened to the podcast episode. All of that is linked in the show notes for you. And I'll also put the link to her social media templates in the show notes for you. Mel was so kind to reach out to me and let me know that she's offering a discount code for you guys. If you use code Shante at checkout, you'll get 30% off. I'll link those in the show notes for you. And again, discount code is S-H-A-N-T-E. And if you have any friends who are social media managers and they are struggling with it, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts so you can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop,